Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. As always, I know y'all have a myriad of other things you could be doing, so I will try and use your time wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, help it to spread, thank you so much. Very grateful for that. For those of y'all that continue to financially support the the podcast over on Patreon, thank you for that as well, for your continued encouragement, for those of you all that leave all the kind comments online. Thank you. Had a gentleman at church this week that brought me, was kind enough to bring me a new vegetable. Uh, that I have not tried before. I think uh, I'm going along Jefferson's quotes here that one of the greatest contributions that any man, if not the greatest, can make for their country is to create a new type of fruit or vegetable or some kind of produce. And so this is definitely not one that we created by any means, but it is... Interesting, it's called a Jerusalem artichoke. And I think it's a a good bit more like a potato. Certainly looks more like a potato than it does like an artichoke at all. But I'm pretty interested to give it a try. See if it grows and if so, how well. And that's about it. Not a whole lot else to report on the homestead, I do not think. Although the puppy dog did manage to get a hold of one of our outdoor seating chairs. But that's all right. She's a puppy. So, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your. Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the people who listen to and share this podcast. Thank you for the time that you are giving us to try and turn this country around, to turn our nation around. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for all those who came before us, who have given us an example to follow. Oh, Lord, forgive us our sins, both individually and as a nation. Forgive us our our greed, our selfishness, our pride and arrogance, judgment of others rash words and actions 
cowardice. Unbelief. Help us to overcome them all. God, my words, Lord, help us to do your will, to seek you first, to love you with all that we are, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. In your son's name we pray. Amen. One of the uncomfortable truths about freedom is that you have to be willing to fight for it have to be willing to trade everything for it you know and we say that a lot uh, i think you hear i won't say that we, we've got a chunk of the population that doesn't even acknowledge that uh, and then we've got another chunk of the population that will say it but it's not a whole lot more than words put together in a sentence stone and then I'm sure, <clears throat> I hope, somewhere out there we have a small portion of the population that actually will acknowledge it and understands what that means. You know, there's a, two quotes that come to mind, one by Benjamin Franklin, at least credited to him, that if you're willing to give up liberty in order to get perceived safety, security, you deserve neither. And the other is a quote by, I'm paraphrasing here, folks. The other is a quote by Ronald Reagan that a lot of people wonder if their lives have ever made a difference. And he said, but Marines don't have that problem. And that's certainly, you know, God, family, country, core, those were, all the reasons that I would have given you as a young man for going into the Marine Corps. And I believed them as much as I was able to at that age. But the, the chance that I really understood exactly what that meant is Kind of slim to none, I think. I, you know, it's something you've got to think back about at that age and whether I really knew what the heck I was doing or not. But we're going to read through some quotes about this. We're going to start with Frederick Douglass. Those who profess to favor freedom and yet depreciate agitation are people who want crops without plowing the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the roar of its many waters. The struggle may be a moral one, or it may be a physical one, or it may be both, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never has, and it never will. I'm not sure how much I uh, agree with the way he phrased the last line, uh, but I certainly wholeheartedly agree with the middle of it. Uh, it may be a moral struggle or a physical one, or it may be both. 
and we see the moral struggle that has been going on inside our country for decades now. Uh, and it, it really, that moral struggle has been present ever since, uh, <laughs> ever since Adam and Eve uh, decided to disobey God and were forced out of the garden because of it. Uh, that, that moral fight has always been there. Uh, certainly in our country's history, you can see it. Um, we've had uh, some horrible fights, uh, slavery and civil war come to mind. And, and we are headed toward one today, a physical fight uh, because of our rejection of God and our embracing of immorality, abortion, feminism, LGBTQ relationships. You can't you can't survive. There's a, well, we get there. There's a quote by Charles Carroll, who's a signer of the Declaration. I'm going to try and talk about next day or two if we get the time. But, but the point is, Frederick Douglass is absolutely right. You can't have freedom and pretend that there's not going to be any, you know, he says, depreciate agitation meaning, you know, make it worth less than it is. And Jefferson talked about that, the fact that if you're going to have this tree of liberty, this freedom and liberty, every once in a while, it's got to be watered with blood. Uh, you see the, the prime example, which our founders would have known very much because that was their worldview, whether they professed faith in Christ uh, as their Lord and Savior or not, the Christian worldview was their worldview. It's the founding of the country, the basis of it, you know, and that's the prime example, the fact that Jesus Christ had to be nailed into a cross because of our sins. There was a price to pay. There is a price to pay. Today, we like to think that we can, the lie that the devil whispers is, well, you can go off and do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And that's a lie in and of itself. When we choose to act sinfully, we're always hurting somebody else. It's, it's like the old fallacy of a victimless crime. You know, like, well, I'm not really hurting anybody by taking this, you know, but of course you are. There's, there's no such thing as a victimless crime, real crime, not all the, made up stuff that we have today. So anyway, Daniel Webster, <clears throat> who we've talked about often. Well, we've talked about some. God grants liberty only to those who love it and are always ready to guard and defend it. You know, it strikes me that the New Testament talks about being ready to give a defense of your faith to those who ask. I always uh, feel really ill-prepared. I hope that when those days come, that falls into the category of the Holy Spirit giving me the words that he wants me to speak. But that's real similar, right? You, you've always got to be ready to give a defense of your faith. So other people can see why you have this faith. And you, as Webster says here, you, you're only going to get liberty from God 
if you're always ready to guard and defend it. And that goes back to Frederick Douglass's quote, that means morally, which we are not doing now and haven't been for a long time. We have some people in the country fighting it. You can see some glimmers of hope when uh, we push back against abortion, against the wholesale slaughter of children, when we push, push back against uh, feminism and the the just rampant destruction that has been caused to families and marriages and men and women. Uh, you can see it in the school choice fight, pushing back against just leftist ideology in general, uh, but particularly this LGBTQIA uh, deviancy and morality. And so there are some glimmers of hope, but as a whole, we've really been, this battle has been sliding away from us for quite a while. And if we're not going to to guard liberty and freedom, defend it both morally and then physically if we have to, which it looks like we're going that way, uh, we're going to lose it. And that may be one of the paths, folks. I, I talk frequently about the fact that I think we have a fight coming, but there is a much worse path. Uh, and that is the path that you saw in not that led to Nazi Germany, that led to Stalinist, Leninist Russia, uh, that has led to, you know, that led to the Cultural Revolution, the Red Guards, Maoist China, and, and even still modern day. That would be by far a worse outcome uh, than a fight with the return to freedom and liberty and God. General George S. Patton, wars may be fought with weapons, but they are won by men. It is the spirit of the men who follow and the man who leads that gains that victory. One of the things that we like to do uh, today and have for a while, and of course the, the devil's got his hand in this as well, we like to separate separate, not separate, we like to separate the importance of the soul. We like to pretend that we can do all sorts of things to our body, with our body, to our nation, to our communities and schools, and that there's, there's no repercussion. We can take God out of our institutions and it won't matter. We can, because that's basically taken the soul out of our, that is, uh, in a sense, I mean, obviously the schools don't have a soul, but it's taken the soul out of our schools. It takes the souls out of our law enforcement. Uh, it takes the soul out of our military, right? And you can see that. And, you know, there's going to be some people, even though some people that have served very bravely, very well, that are going to kind of roll their eyes at that and say, well, I don't believe in God and Jesus Christ and any of that nonsense. And I served really well and we fought hard and we did a good job and we won the battle, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's great. But what was the basis? What was the foundation for the military? Where did our, where did these values, these morals come from? Come from? Where was this morality? And this is always the question you get back to. 
And it's, it's the reason that people say, well, freedom of religion means that we've got to get that, you know, we're not a Christian nation. We never were a Christian nation. We've got to get rid of it. That's, that's a complete fallacy. That's not true at all. You don't have to follow Jesus Christ personally to be an American, to serve in the military well, to be a decent citizen. But if you don't follow those principles of Jesus Christ, you can't serve in the military well you can't be a good citizen you can't be an american that strengthens our nation it's impossible and that's the apparently really fine distinction that we don't talk about today you don't have to follow jesus christ i would strongly suggest that you do personally uh, that's going to be a long time eternity's a real long time to be uh burning in hell, uh, away from God forever. So I would strongly suggest that you rethink that. But if you want to go that route, if you still really care about this nation, then you've got to read about the principles of Christ and follow those principles as best you can. And that's just the bottom line. You, you can't, you know, Patton, that's what he's talking about here. You can have all the weapons in the world you want all the best technology in the world. But if you don't have that morality, uh, you're not going to win the war. I'm going to read one more here real quick to kind of wrap up. And this is General George C. Marshall. The soldier's heart, the soldier's spirit, the soldier's soul are everything. Unless the soldier's soul sustains him, he cannot be relied upon and will fail himself, his commander, and his country in the end. If you don't have that spirit, those principles of Christ, that morality, that virtue, if you don't have that soul, as Marshall's talking about here, eventually you're going to fail. Uh, you're you're going to fail anyway. You've got to be real careful. You're not talking about individual mistakes where you fail and you acknowledge you fail and you pick yourself back up and you try again, right? You're talking about ultimate failure of weakening uh, your family, your community, your school, your state, your nation. Without that soul, without those principles of Christ, we fail in the end. We fail our commander in the military, our military unit, our brothers to our left and our right. We fail, right? As a, as a citizen of the United States, we fail our brothers and sisters around us. We fail our communities. We fail our schools. And that's exactly what we've done by taking God out, by taking the soul out. And so the very first thing that we've got to do to fix this is put the soul back into our ourselves to turn back to those principles, our communities, our schools, education, our military, politics, all of this, we've got to put Jesus Christ back into it. If we have any hope of maintaining freedom and liberty, of defending freedom and liberty. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.